0: what's up friends it's the point staff
1: hey what's up
0: every thursday when we wish we could be on campus worshiping with you guys we'll be putting out a podcast episode talking about what we're up to laughing a little encouraging you guys where we can basically we're just trying to feel connected even when we're socially distant
2: yes
3: What have y'all been up to? Well, this weekend was my quarantine birthday. Hollow!
1: Yes! Wow, 21 again. All right.
3: I wish. I'm 24 now. I feel really old. Oh, how do you do it? How wow. do you do it? No,
1: 24.
3: Honestly tragic. I'm getting so what? <laughs> old. What? life crisis? I'm sure there is nothing tragic at all about turning 24. It's actually great. I'm looking forward to (laughs) this new year.
1: (laughs) I mean, you got to hang out with Addie and Lily for your birthday.
3: It's true. They are the best. They do know how to party. Remember
1: that dance they threw you?
3: They did. They did a whole play for me. A musical. A a whole musical, and they gave us invitations. Um, The staff threw me a surprise birthday party. That was really fun. made me dinner. Um, We had cookie cake. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Then a Zoom surprise party with... um, (laughs) you guys. <laughs> um so Yeah, just a really fun day. I didn't expect my quarantine birthday to be much of anything, but it ended up being a really great, memorable birthday. But when you're friends with us, a
0: nothing birthday (laughs) turns
3: into something grand. It it truly (laughs) did. It was great.
0: (laughs) Oh, we had fun. We also had a good time over the last week. We did our little TikTok challenge. Yes, we did. We should send the congratulations to Brandon Dast and his life group. Guys.
1: They did. They did win. Yes. Katie and Joseph though killed it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now that Y'all I, agree. Wow. Hey, they were my vote. No offense, Brandon. Not I shadow Brandon, but I accept.
1: <laughs> if they could have been, if they could have been winners, if they we could have selected them.
0: I mean, there were many honorable mentions. There were quite a few great TikToks out there,
2: but I only think the one upperclassmen, could
1: the boys. Alex's Life Group, yeah. Came in Strong, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, that, that was funny.
2: That, that was really funny. Um. <laughs> Both
0: Full House.
1: Yeah, we had two Full yeah. House.
2: Both Full yeah. House yeah. TikTok. Great. great.
0: minds. My Life yeah.
3: Group, Coronavirus.
0: <laughs> coronavirus.
1: <laughs> Nicole, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, larry got
0: stuck in Shout my Shout out head. to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we also had another challenge in the last week, which we called the Campus Draft. And it's time for us to announce the winner. It was me. It was not you. It
2: wasn't Slappy. Not a single I person. I like actually started feeling bad one.
0: for you. I'm not going to lie. Like, people were really I going. I think people
1: we went Bucky's.
0: Well, it was, it was a close race.
1: <laughs> okay. A close Go race
0: on. between Team Coffee Puppy in a minivan. Wait, Team. Yeah, Coffee Puppies in a minivan. Yeah. And Puppies. Team Bucky's. But I think in the end, Team Bucky's did take the victory. Wow. Really? I think they did. I thought it was going to be
4: you. Instagram
0: votes <gasps> combined. I It should have been wow. me. thank you, fans. It should have been me. I, do I don't know friends. how you beat Chick fil A on the parade grounds. Like, <laughs> hey, so I thought something else we could do. We've had a lot of fun competitions lately, but I think not necessarily competition spirit, but more highlight real spirit. I want to hear from yes. you guys. If we had to do a 2019-2020 highlight reel, mm. what do you guys think would make it?
1: I think for me, I got to go to the first point. You know, we do all the events, all the you know, chicken and waffles, snowballs, bacon, everything that we've done. We all lead up to that first Thursday night of classes. And we never know who's going to show up. And man, I can remember I was even looking at the video on my phone today of like people worshiping, and it was loud, Mm -hmm. there was energy in the room, students worshiping. We had 207 students worshiping, that's the largest card we've ever had in our time of doing Kai Alpha, so that was amazing, (laughs) but just seeing that, and then when I got home, eating my Taco Bell, which happens every Thursday (laughs) night. Every Thursday, every Thursday. But then I counted the cards, you know, and we had students indicate if they made a commitment to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. and if I remember, I think it was 34 students. Wow. Indicated a decision, so that was Crazy. by far the highlight of the year. First point, 207 students, 34
2: decisions for Jesus,
0: and a good order from Taco Bell. I mean, really.
2: So for me, I'd have to say one of my favorite moments, definitely top of the highlight reel, would be a very specific startup fall startup event was our first one, which was glow in the dark, capture yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome to see. It was. It felt like hundreds of students just. Playing this game together glow in the dark and it was taking over all the uh, parade grounds and it was just really really energetic and fun so this was my first event that I got to do as an intern here at Kai Alpha and it was awesome I remember trying to meet people and met some awesome friends that are still here today because of that event.
4: Um, what about the tailgate with the cotton candy machine? That was the best tailgate Was that not the time of your life? Okay, honestly, let me set the scene for you. Magical, okay? It was like... I don't know, maybe noonish or a little a little later. Okay. And we decide we're going to take out the machine so we like get it started. It starts getting hot and then like we try to pour the sugar into it and then we're kind of not doing a good job and it starts going everywhere. And then like the sugar just like starts fluttering through the air and the sun hits it and it is like sparkling magic (laughs) all throughout our tailgate. And it just smelled so good. You know, it was the pink cotton candy.
1: Kind of sounds like Disney World Met tailgate. It
3: was amazing. My favorite tailgate I've ever been to in my life. I think one of my favorite highlights of this past year was baptism night. I really love getting to hear students' stories about how they came to know Jesus and how Jesus has changed their lives. I love seeing them dedicate their life to Jesus publicly. And it was just so beautiful this year, especially having two girls from my life group getting baptized too, it was really special. And just like a fun, memorable night, getting to see them truly decide to follow jesus um, was just such a big deal and i love 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 baptism night
0: you know it's strange that i feel like i would say this but i think my favorite highlights of the year would be some of the parties we've had at our house we've had a few we've had a few parties at our house i would say watch party even though we (laughs) had massive sewer issues post watch party that um resulted in giant house issues and eventually a brand new floor in our living room that's the problem aside from that
3: that, that escalated
0: the, it did escalate it was like I'm, time. I'm used to having to mop when people leave the house i'm used to having a mess to clean up but that was a new level <laughs> of post-party mess in the house but even with all of that, I think we love having people in the house. I love seeing Jonathan cook for tons and tons of people. It's one of his favorite things to do. I think My to cook, as cook well. in large quantities. Good. Yes. I uh, mean, flash <laughs> back to that watch party. We had like seventy something people in this house, which is just yeah. insane to put that many people in the house and outside as well. It was inside and outside. Um, and then other just tacky sweater party, other events that we've done where we really remember. Just... Remember the
1: freshman table dinner. And they had the minute to win it challenges outside. And I think Russell started like some hoo-ha-ha chant.
4: Oh yeah, and the yeah boys with yeah. the nuts yeah. in the
1: back. I mean, it was crazy. It was intense. Was I
0: kind of, so I kind of yeah. thought that the neighbors might call. Yeah, for that, that, <laughs> that might have <laughs> been, the, that might have been
1: the one where the pastors get called, the mm-hmm. police get called, and the pastors yeah. for having a rowdy party.
0: You know what? That's never happened somehow. It hasn't, it hasn't. All of these <laughs> wild ones we've let in the house and protect protection. <laughs> I know <so laughs> I've had a few neighbors ask some questions, but other than that, you know, mm-hmm. it's things have been going pretty good. So, <laughs> no, I will say that some of the fun we've had with people in the house would still be one of the highlights of the year. All right, guys, (laughs) let's get to the point. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to stay grounded in your identity, specifically in the middle of finals week, which I don't know about you guys during finals week, but for me,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it was a little bit of a stressful time on occasion. A little pressure. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, yeah. Last week we talked about feeling pressure.
1: yeah last feeling
0: week. stress. And I think some of the key to really having breakthrough in that is you know identity and is is a strong identity and knowing where your identity comes from. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, so let's get to the point tonight. Let's talk identity.
1: So I think it's I think it's an important topic because last week we did deal with pressure. But then I think now what I think is talking about the idea of identity is because let's be real. We don't always pass finals. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been moments probably we could all reflect on our college time and realize, whoa, that didn't go as planned. Or maybe that, you know, relationship didn't go as I intended it to go. Or maybe it was a fail. Or, you know, maybe you failed a class, failed a test. But how do we respond? And I think, like, sometimes, you know, you see kids in class. We've all been in those classes where the kids are stressed out their mind. You know, and, and it's almost like, and we would almost say, man, school is their identity or that relationship is their identity or, you know, and then when everything crashes, well, now they're lost. Now they're like falling apart. And so I think we should, you know, maybe talk about some of that tonight. Like, how do we help students? How do we help them? stay say grounded in our identity. So that way, in the event that they do fail a final, in the event that maybe they don't get the internship they wanted, or maybe they don't get the job that they thought they were a shoe in for. Where, how do they stay grounded and not fall off? How do they stay grounded and not give up?
0: You know, I think that's true because I think the reality is a, a solid identity can solve so many of the problems that Christians have. Okay. Right. So the problems that you have in your <laughs> life, attention. a solid theology of identity... Identity is what um, tells you who you are in Christ. Who are you in Jesus and who are you in the Father? And if you can have a solid grasp on that in a way that truly defines you, that will be your foundation to solve all kinds of problems. School problems, stress problems, mama problems, boy problems, work problems, finance problems, All of these problems can really, you're in a good direction to walk through these problems that honestly face every Christian at some point in their life when you have a solid foundation on who you are in Jesus and who you are with God.
1: You know, one of the things, you know, because I think sometimes, you know, we're older, you know, we're in staff now, you know, and it's kind of like, man, you know, how can they understand? So maybe let's have a little fun. Like, what are some maybe college (laughs) blunders? We had a few fails. We took some L's. And and, and so students understand. We know where they're feeling. We know what they're feeling. We know where they're coming from.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this literally happened last year. A year ago this time. My last semester. (laughs) The
0: wounds are fresh.
4: I know. I'm like, this is too soon. Anyway. Basically, it was my last final of my entire college career. But I wasn't giving up. I was really in it. And so I was like, I'm going to study hard for anatomy and I'm going to get out. And I studied all I even went to the library, not even Middleton. I went to the Baton Rouge library with Alyssa because I was trying to be that good of a student. I've never even been to that library. And then I got to the test and the whole thing there was no multiple choice it was all short answer and it was a really short test that's the worst it was only one page front and back and it was all on the material that i did not study like i had studied everything else and so anyway i got a 24.
3: out of a hundred
4: yeah oh, oh no. no katie <laughs> that hurts it, it did it did. but you made it
3: out you graduated i
4: did graduate Yay. hang in there so guys. for all you seniors out there you can graduate <laughs> it, it was heartbreaking but i graduated
1: I think one of my first year leading the life group. So leading life group, and today oh, I'm a no. pastor. So here we go. First year wasn't looking good out the gates. First life group, me and my co-leader Chris Simmons, we we have life group. I think four guys show up. We feel like we're just conquered the world. We got four guys. Everything's great. Second week, of course you're gonna double. Of course you're gonna add people. Second week, you know, first service, zero. Aw. Me and Chris. Not
4: even one? <gasps> no, no, Dang. no. At
1: least you had a co-leader. <laughs> week two, yeah, yeah. It was me and him. Aww. Third week, zero.
0: Oh,
1: no. And I don't Yeah, I think we started wandering campus at that point.
0: And what'd you do that first week? <sighs> I, I You think, scared those people off. Yeah, I don't, I, I I don't know. what they
1: talked about. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I don't remember call. I just know Aww. we didn't win. We took a nail. No. I'd say, for me, would honestly just be this year... Whenever I would be, during contact table, I'd be standing out there handing out flyers and there'd just be that, that one time when I'm like, uh, hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> and Something really awkward like that, trying to hand them a flyer with that and, and then they would just walk past me because I didn't make any sense and I don't sound wise right there. Why would you take my flyer? And
1: there's
2: probably multiple times when I just butchered what I was going to say, said it weird, tongue-tied, all that kind of thing.
3: Okay, one fail I can remember from recently was actually at the red party. Ooh. So pre setup, we're <laughs> setting up all the things <laughs> and it's the windiest night of our life. Like, yes. it is the most windy night. Like, there is no possible way it could have been windier. Mm-hmm. So yeah. setting everything up was, to say the least, a struggle. Yes. A struggle. So, that was generous. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're outside and um, we're kind of rushing a little bit because we realize we don't have a lot of time left. So I was setting up some donuts on the table and I went to go put the donuts on the table, but then they just like completely fell off the table. Uh. And there was a whole dozen of donuts on the floor, gone.
1: How many dozen?
3: Oh, one dozen first.
2: Oh, first. First. (laughs) The
3: first batch to go. Um, Then there was one on top. So I picked it up and ate it. It was a stress relief, okay? And then, so we're still setting them up, still setting them up. And I was like, well, that was a fail. And then I go to the other table to set up some other things. And then I'm telling you, it must have been the wind. It really was the wind. Oh, yeah. Okay, I agree. All of this was the wind. Mm -hmm. But a whole box of 24 cupcakes, I think, fell on the floor, red icing down. Kerplot. And might I add that when people walked out there, everyone was asking, why is there this red dye on the floor? Like, what happened? And everyone was saying, I was like, saying, I was like don't worry, don't worry about it. And pe- and then some people who had seen it were saying, oh, it was Nicole. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow,
1: they like, threw you under you the do- bus. Yeah, I was
3: like, why are you doing right now no, that was a fail I didn't want anyone to know
1: about you know, what's funny is me and Allie were in the middle of doing the Q&A during all this so we had no idea right but only for Addie and Lily
0: they were out there made sure with
1: to let us know that the staff had some trouble and there was some cupcakes that took an L. All
0: right. So those are all good things we can laugh about. So tell me, what do you do when something happens or just when maybe thoughts creep into your mind one way or another where you're not feeling good about yourself?
1: I think for me, so, you know, the L of life group leading, um, you know, and no one's showing up. I think, you know, when I think about those moments and, you know, having done ministry now for quite a while. Um, They're going to be those nights, man, or sermons that just don't land. People don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, scripture, and we heard a message on it back when we were interns a long time ago. But uh, (laughs) Pete Bulette, a man we love, preached a message talking about when Jesus sends out the 72. And they come back from doing ministry and sharing the gospel. They come back and they're celebrating. Almost, you picture like the halftime message here and they're they're celebrating they're so big like man it was awesome jesus we saw satan fall from the sky you know and and all these things and they're celebrating and jesus says but you should rejoice more so that your names are written in the book of life Mm. and so it was just this moment where here they are victorious in this moment they didn't take an l they were winning but jesus says the most important thing for you is that your names are written in the lamb's book of life your name is written in heaven and so I think for me, when I think about my identity and maybe when it comes to performance, you know, if I'm sitting as a student right now and I'm thinking about this semester and like, man, did I do well or did I make a 4-0 or did I make a 2 wherever I land here? You know, I'm thinking like my identity, the most important thing is that my name is written in the land's book of life. My name is written in heaven. That Jesus that I've given my life, that that keeps me grounded. That no matter what, that's the most important thing. And not because of how good I preach or how bad I preach. He still loves me regardless.
4: I think that's so good. Because for me, in my life, when it comes to like performance and wanting to be good enough, I've noticed that I always want to fit somewhere. Like... I just want to belong yep. to something or fit in some box. Or like, when I was younger, I tried to do a bunch of different activities, like extracurriculars, because mm-hmm. I just wanted to be good at something. That way I could fit in that community, that box, and be like, oh, well, I'm one of those people. I'm good at that, you know? And I don't, okay. I don't really think I'm the only one that mm-hmm. like you're searching for your identity and like fitting somewhere. And so it's really disappointing if you try really hard and it, and it doesn't go well, for me my thoughts kind of look like oh well i'm not good enough to fit there now or like oh well i'm a i won't belong there anymore now where do i belong you know and this year oh for our intern year they had us read For one of the theology classes, we had to read an article by C.S. Lewis of The Weight of Glory, I think it's called. And it was a little bit hard to understand at first, but the gist of it was talking about how all of us deeply desire to be enough and to to be approved of. So you're searching for your identity all over the place because you just want to be approved of. And then he was saying that the great news, well, part of the great news of of the gospel of jesus accepting us into heaven like you're saying is that we get exactly what we deeply deeply crave and want in the end we get to stand face to face to our creator and he approves of us what is better than that like the one who made you would know if you're good enough you know like no one else would know other than the one who literally created you and knows
3: why you exist
4: you know so
1: even if they fail a final amazing still be approved wow,
3: yes that's good wow often you can. Uh, Uh, realize where your identity is placed by who you're looking to for affirmation
1: and who you're looking to
3: for approval. Tell them. So, um, for example, failing a final or not doing well on an assignment, whatever it may be, who are you looking to approval for? Because oftentimes it's like people pleaser tendencies of like, I want people to be proud of me. I want my parents to be proud of me. Or like, I want myself, like I don't, I want my, um, how people see me to be a certain way. Yeah. so it's like looking to myself or um, to the world for approval. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, when you when you're looking to the Lord for approval, all of that changes like that mentality that negative Mm self-talk it changes and you're able to change it over time to really look to the Lord for affirmation and approval
0: I think it's good for you to ask yourself the question of like what comes to mind when I think about myself how would healthy identity in Jesus bring freedom to your life I mean I would challenge any of you guys listening to almost think on those two questions for a minute Um, what Mm -hmm. comes to mind when I think about myself and then um, what kind of freedom could I be experiencing if I really was focused on who I am in Jesus and how I belong to the Lord because mm-hmm. of what, what Jesus has done? In scriptures, we see many forms of relationship between people or, or man, woman, between us and between God and the way the Bible describes what we mean to God or how valuable we are to God. So some of you that know scripture, know the Bible, maybe you're thinking of some examples now of of things in scripture that would talk about what we as people mean to God.
2: So when I think about what you just said, I think about Matthew 10, it's starting at 29. It says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Mm. And so basically what I'm seeing out of that is just how important we are to the Lord and how much he values us as people that he knows literally how many hairs we have on our head. Like he knows every little detail. He cares that much. And so I really love that image of the Lord and and how he thinks about us.
1: I think mine, I think of Matthew 3 where Jesus is baptized. Mm. You know, so Jesus is, you know, coming out, he's about to start his ministry and, you know, he goes and he sees John the Baptist and John the Baptist is like, I'm not, you know, I'm not even worthy. And he's like, no, you're going to do this. And so he baptizes Jesus. And as Jesus comes up out of the water, it says a voice from heaven speaks and the father speaks and says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. And the reality is Jesus hasn't done ministry yet. And I think so often it's like if we look at that, it's like, well, of course he's pleased with Jesus because look at all the things he's done. But at this point, Jesus hadn't done his ministry yet, Mm -hmm. you know, but yet he's still pleased with him. You know, and so I think there's just something there. Like we got to understand that that being connected to the father through his son, Jesus is pleasing to him yeah like he sees us it's not about how much we do for him yes we're going to work hard for the kingdom and all these things but ultimately the most important thing is who we are and that is a child of God
3: um one scripture that I think of is in John it's John fifteen fifteen, mm-hmm. and it says I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. I think that is so powerful that Jesus calls us friends. Mm -hmm. He could so easily see us as servants or below him, but he brings us up to the level of friendship. And I think that's just so powerful and life-changing that in our identity, we are friends of God. We are friends of Jesus and that he calls us friends.
1: I think it's very important, I think, is, you know, we, you think about your identity is is so crucial to just not only in your finals time of a college student, but really for the rest of your life, knowing who you are in Christ and how the Father sees you changes everything. Like if you have a, a correct view of God and your identity, man, you're going to thrive in life. But if you have a negative view or a wrong view man it can really screw some things up and so i just think those questions that ali brought earlier man would be just a great place for everybody listening man to really take a moment get a little journal have some quiet time and just really sit and start to ask like you know when you think about yourself when you think about your identity how do you view yourself and then how can a healthy identity bring freedom into your daily life and As a college student, man, there's just so much out there. You know, you're trying to find a spouse. You're trying to get a career. You're trying to, you know, please your parents. You're trying to fit in in this campus-wide thing and Mm -hmm. make sure you have friends because everybody told you it's the best time of your life, which it is. It can be. But there's just pressure. And so identity is such a huge thing. And I think when we're not living in our God-given identity, we're not comfortable in who He says we are. I do think what we start to find is a lack of freedom. We start to Mm, try to be someone we're not. We try to stress, like, I'm going to wear this certain clothing. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to use these Mm. words or those words. Or even maybe I'm going to watch things or entertain things purely to fit in. But you're never truly free, Mm. you know? And so I just want to encourage you, you know, like, to look at how does the Father see you? How does Mm. Jesus view you? And that's where your identity is. That's solid identity. That's identity that's unshakable. That's identity that for the rest of your life, no matter if you get fired down the road, no matter you become the CEO of a company, you can stand firm. Knowing that your identity is in Christ. That no matter what, He loves you. He sees you. You're valuable. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Even if you don't have any hair, He still knows you. You know, like for all our balding people out there. He still knows you. You're still valuable to Him. We miss you guys. We can't wait to be back together again.
4: And We believe in you. You can do it. You got this.
2: Thanks so much, guys. And before we go, here's a couple of Life Group leaders that want to tell you hi. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Hey, you guys. It's Cindy. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to my Life Group. I miss you guys so much and can't wait for August. Um, But I hope y'all are staying safe and I will see y'all on Monday. Love y'all.
2: Hey, guys. This is Roberto. Um, I miss you, I miss you guys, I miss my life group, I wish we could still interact face to face, even though we kind of do a little bit, and I just miss the long life group moments, even though we still have those, but hope to see you guys whenever this is over, bye, love y'all, peace!